Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. I was reading and, and looking at what we're studying about learning to live loved, and then I went, I better take my good old medicine that I'm saying, so what I told you guys to do, I was doing uh, on the 25th of January, and I just told the Lord, I just want, uh, I just want to rest in your love this morning. I just want to, I'm not going to pray, I just want to be here um, and just be in your presence. And then I opened up Jesus Calling, and this is what it said. Let my love enfold you in the radiance of my glory. Sit still in the light of my presence and receive my peace. These quiet moments with me transcend time and accomplishing far more than you can imagine. Bring me the sacrifice of your time and watch to see how abundantly I bless you and your loved ones. Through the intimacy of our relationship, you are being transformed from the inside out. As you keep your focus on me, I form you into the one I desire you to be. Your part is to yield to my creative work in you, neither resisting it nor trying to speed it up. Enjoy the tempo of a God-breathed life by letting me set the pace. Hold my hand in childlike trust, and the way before you will open up step by step. Isn't that beautiful? Now, you know, well, that was just, you know, a coincidence. You prayed, and then that showed up. No, it's not. Those are God moments. You need to mark them in your life. Go, oh, like meeting Catherine Scott. Oh, that, you know, you're, that's going to stick with you a long time because she's going to get famous. It sticks with you a long time. God has such a purpose for each of our individual lives. This last July, the reason I'm teaching what I'm teaching now is I had gotten uh, caught in a moment of time. Do you get caught in a moment of time? And it was about time, and it was about, I was putting up with some pain from some relationship issues and stuff, and not within my family, not Brenda and I, we never have issues anymore, right? So uh, it was one of you. No, it wasn't. It wasn't one of you guys. It was just something that was going on. And, so I was praying about patience, and I had a download from the Lord. It was July 2nd. I always write, write them down, by the way, because I went, it came at me so fast it felt like a howling wind or a train going through me. It was just like, uh, it, was, it was almost overwhelming to my physicality because it was like, <gasps> and it was like so many thoughts were going into my head. You remember that, the movie uh, where the character uh, oh, what do you call it? The Matrix, where they plug him into that thing. In the back, it's kind of gross looking, but they plug him into that machine and he's getting all that information and he's just going, ah, ah, ah. that's what it felt like. I was going, ah. I, was, I even said, slow down, because it was just like all these things going to, into me about time. And I'd been praying about patience. And the Holy Spirit spoke and said, patience isn't what you think. Patience is a time word. I went, what? 
He says, you think patience is putting up with something or someone. He said, patience isn't putting up with something. Patience is a time word. And then I read that and that Jesus calling and I was like, what? You get those moments with the Lord and you just go, oh, what? No way. I used to have a student, just one of my master's commission students would be teaching in class and he'd go, just out loud, he'd go, no way. That's what I felt like, no way. I've always looked at patience as like you have problems so you learn to put up with something. Right? That's not patience. God is patient and long-suffering that no one should be lost. In the issue of his return to the earth, it's time word. He, he understands he's not in time, but he chooses on your behalf and my behalf of those who don't know him yet to be restricted by time. Is that not stunning? That the, the being that's outside of time allows himself to be restricted by time so that he is patient with them that they might come into salvation. Man, it was just like, and lots of other things I'm not going to tell you yet. And um, maybe I won't ever tell you. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I wanted to share that part of uh, the connection with this about looking at eternal things and what we've been looking at about learning to be loved. So let's start. These are the same scriptures, but there's two different versions on there. This is from 1 Corinthians 13. We looked at the earlier parts about what love is and defining what love all that is, but these are the, the end verses. And in the Phillips it says, At present time we are men looking at puzzling reflections in a mirror. The time will come when we shall see reality whole and face to face. At present, all I know is a little fraction of the truth. But the time will come when I shall know it as fully as God now knows me. I think that's what we were told earlier. In this life, we have three great lasting qualities. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of them is love. Why should we focus so much attention of our Christian lives and our Christian learning and our understanding and our getting of God's stuff, uh, the biggest one you want to focus on is God's love. Why? Well, it says the greatest of them is love. If you focus on great things, you'll do great things. I didn't know that when I was young. I didn't understand that. If I focus on God's love, Great love is going to come, become known to me. His love. Jesus said, I want, I'm going to tell you something before I go and die for you. He's talking to his disciples. He says, I'm going to come to you again. I'm going to manifest myself to you. That means make himself known. Most believers go to other believers to find out what God's saying. He's your father. Is he not enough for you? Find out what God's saying to your heart. Well, he's never spoken anything to me. Well, ask him to. He's pretty good at showing up that way, but it'll come in a way that you don't think so or think it's him because you're not very patient. I don't understand the timing of God. Neither am I. 
this is the way it says it in the message, and I, I really like the message a lot. We don't yet see things clearly. I can put my amen behind that. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us. Knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of the three is love. I've known extravagant love. The best kind of experience, the, the most times I've experienced with God was being all alone with him. Taking the time, remember the time word and patience, taking the time to be alone with God. And what we started with, with Jesus calling, come away. Everybody thinks that, uh, I think most of us throughout our lives, time is the thing that we are, the entity, if you will, that we're most frustrated with. It either goes too quick or too slow. Yeah? Does it for you? Is this making sense? Does the question make sense? Because time's important. And giving God the time uh, is funny. Time's a funny thing. Either we don't have enough of it or we have too much of it. We have idle time. We get bored. You know? Uh, Calvin and Hobbes looking for something to do and Calvin wants to think about it for a while and then gets bored and says, I'm bored. Let's go do something. You know, we get so, so commonplace. If you study and embrace and take the time to nourish the love of God in your life, it'll change you. I haven't seen anything else much change. You can work on some behavioral change and try to get rid of some idiosyncratic behaviors, things that irritate somebody you know, or irritate people you don't know, or those kind of things, and you can work on, I want to be different. I don't want to be, I, I seem to get angry so quick, I'm going to work on my anger. If you work on going after the extravagant love of God and actually pursue it, Guess what you're going to get? Extravagant love of God through the Holy Spirit. And it often comes through grace because God does, takes all the things in life. You give him 10 minutes of time in the morning and he gives you 10 million different little things. Gifts from the Father of Lights. Paul Ellis in the gospel in 10 words. I really like Paul Ellis. I, I do. He, he is a progenitor of a lot of my teachings and jumping off points where he says one thing and I go in 14 directions. So. And he said this, religious types get nervy whenever the gospel of grace is brought up. 
They worry that this latest fad, this new teaching, will lead people into dangerous places. Well, if the love of God is a dangerous place, there's no better place to be because that is exactly where grace will take you. God is love, and love that stoops is called grace. Isn't that a great sentence? God is love, and love that stoops is called grace. The gospel of grace is really the gospel of his love. Grace is what God looks like from our side. Grace is love come down. An illustration may help. I love my kids with all my heart, but I live in a different world to them. The things I enjoy are above their understanding. So if they are to know my love, one of two things must happen. Either they must come up or I must go down. Since I'm their father, I take the initiative. I go down. I choose to engage with them at their level, to get on the floor and wrestle with them, to read them stories. I would never read to myself, to play and tickle and push their trikes until I've spent until I'm spent. This love in action is exactly that, and every parent knows it. This is exactly how God loves us. He does not love us like a king, but a father. This is the supreme revelation of Jesus, who is grace personified. God came down that we might go up. Jesus became like us so that we might become like him, whole, healthy, blessed, and completely secure in his Father's love. In the greatest parable ever told, Jesus revealed that God is like a father watching for your return, who runs when he sees you coming and who falls on you with hugs and kisses. You may come with your prepared speech, your good intentions, and a desire to serve, but he's not interested in any of that. He just wants you. Love looks like grace. When you receive his grace, you receive his love. There is no difference. This means if you have no time for grace, remember what we were saying about time, perhaps because you are striving to please the Lord with your sacrifices and offerings, then you have no time for love. Reject grace and you reject love. Learning to walk in the love of God means learning to walk in his grace. It's no longer trying to impress God with your sacrifices, and but being impressed with his. God will never make you jump through hoops to earn his love. He won't love you any more if you succeed, and he won't love you any less if you fail. If you lead millions to Christ or none at all, he will love you just the same. God loved you while you were dead in sins, and he didn't stop loving you when you got saved. His love endures forever. The gospel of grace is no new teaching or passing fad. It's an ancient and, and as eternal as the love of God itself. The reason some of us prefer the clear-cut rules of religion to the confusing freedom of relationship is because they do not know that they are God's dearly loved children. They are fearful and look to the rules to give them the security and identity that they need. The religious spirit panders to this fear by saying, do this and don't do that and just maybe God will be pleased with you. 
this message may be sold as four keys to pleasing God or seven steps to intimacy. It's actually child abuse. It's putting a price tag on the affection that is already ours. A preference for the rules is a surefire sign that one is not standing secure in the love of God. Oof. I wish I could write like that. <laughs> Pretty clutch. <laughs> God wants you to take the time to be loved by him. It's going to cost you something. A moment of time. It does. You pay a price for it. I'm not talking about getting up an hour early so you can have a 50 minutes of, of prayer time to prepare you to go to work for the kingdom. I did that for 13 years of my life, at least five days a week. Now, now I tell God, would you love on me today? And sit in his presence for 10 minutes. And he just loves the snot out of me. And learning to live love or another way to have my life, my moments, my activities, my being identified and determined by the God who loves me. Submitting my heart to that. Your life is always going to be full and busy. There are always going to be activities that you must do. To be a good parent, you have to sacrifice time. To go here, to do there, to accomplish the work that you're going to do. I'm going to be a lawyer so I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, lawyers put in about 70 hours, I think it is, a week is the average for them. That sounds like a lot to me. The world's response to this, and I'm, I'm going to have to close here just for the sake of time. But the world's response to this is really funny of not having enough time. They call it, uh, and maybe you've heard this from your work because this comes through so many human resources departments, learning to be mindful. Have you heard that term, what mindfulness is? And telling you to how to handle yourself through all the stresses of life and you become mindful. Uh, I won't get into detail because we'll do that next week, but this is what I have to say to that. <laughs> It's religion without God. To, for me to get in touch with who I am in the moment. Yeah, it did me a lot of good, just as I was sinning. And it's me. Here's what changes it. Spending time with Jesus. You, no matter how old you are, one-on-one. -on -one, taking, I mean, think about it. You got ten minutes. Come on, you got 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes between the very important meetings that you have to do. You tell them that you don't, but you do. And so God, he just wants you to go, Lord, here's just 10 minutes. Now, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to ask you for anything. Right now, would you just let me sense and feel and know that you're with me and that you love me? I'm not going to ask for anything. I just want to know that you love me. That's very mindful. Matter of fact, it's a full mind. 
As a matter of fact, suddenly that mind starts to be transformed and renewed into the image of the one who lives in us. Well, I didn't feel anything. Don't need to. It's by faith. Faith, hope, and love. They work together. I receive the love of God because I believe in the love of God. If you don't believe in the love of God, you won't see much of it. It's a funny, weird thing. They're connected. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of them is love, but you won't see the greatest if you don't enact the faith which says, I agree with your word. I believe that you love me. So I receive it right now. Oh, what a confession. So used to confessing how bad I am. And turn that into, oh, you made me something special. And get childlike with it if you need to. My life has potentiality. My life counts. I count to you. Thank you, God. Oh, what a prayer of faith. What a prayer to come in there. You think God won't answer that? That he won't stoop down and say, oh, child. Child, I've been waiting patiently for this moment of time in your life. So, what do I do with this? Well, I could lay heavy on you and give you the seven steps to learning how to let God love you. Or you tell you, try it this week. Just try it. Take five minutes, two minutes, one minute. What do you got to give? Whatever you give, he'll take and he'll measure it back to you. Full, overflowing, brimming. He's overflowing. You give him a minute and he'll give you the universe. He'll give you himself because we see through a fog, but he sees clearly. You want to live pleasing to God? Tell him that you want to learn how to let him love you. Nothing has changed me more than that. You want to be as weird as I am? Start practicing it. You want to be weirder than I do? Practice it more than I do. You want to be so free that you don't feel quite human anymore? You feel different? You feel, huh, I almost feel a little angelic at times. Because I know that a word that I have to say to somebody in the store that he said, just tell that person this. And they're going to think I was an angel. (laughs) Huh. You think I'm an angel? No. Just a man who loves Jesus. Just you who loves Jesus. You understand that Jesus loves you when you tell him, I understand you love me. And then he has a good purpose. That's the next step. Can I pray for you? Lord, this morning, may your love envelop every weak heart that doesn't feel like they can be loved. Would you break through on every circumstance of life that's represented here for every child, for every adult, that you would come in and reveal your father love to them. 
Lord, they don't need an anointing of the love of God. They need the love of God. So I pray for their hearts right now that the love of God would come in and penetrate every thought that rejects the love of God. That it would overwhelm them in the moment. And that with it, with it I say this, all depression that tries to jump on people that are in this room, be gone in the name of Jesus. Every wicked thought that comes from the schemes of the evil one, we say this morning, no. What we say yes to is faith, hope, and love. We say, yes, my God loves me. We say, yes, my God has a good intent for my life. I say yes to it this morning. We say yes to it this morning. I receive the love of God. And I will live in that blessing. Because you will bless me, O oh God, with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.